Section 4 of The Adventures of Reddy Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader. The Adventures of Reddy Fox by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 14 Granny Fox Finds What Became of the Chicken. Old Granny Fox was in a terrible temper. Dear, dear, it certainly was a dreadful temper. Jimmy Skunk laughed at her, and that made it worse. When he saw this, Jimmy Skunk just rolled over and over on the ground and shouted he was so tickled. Of course, it wasn't the least bit nice of Jimmy Skunk, but you know that Granny Fox had been calling Jimmy a thief. Then Jimmy doesn't like Granny Fox anyway, nor do any of the other little meadow and forest people, for most of them are very much afraid of her. When old Granny Fox finally got out of the bramble bush, she didn't stop to say anything more to Jimmy Skunk, but hurried away, muttering and grumbling and grinding her teeth. Old Granny Fox wasn't pleasant to meet just then, and when Bobby Coon saw her coming, he just thought it best to get out of her way, so he climbed a tree. It wasn't that Bobby Coon was afraid of old Granny Fox, bless you, no. Bobby Coon isn't a bit afraid of her. It was because he had a full stomach and was feeling too good-natured and lazy to quarrel. "'Good morning, Granny Fox. I hope you are feeling well this morning,' said Bobby Coon, as old Granny Fox came trotting under the tree he was sitting in. Granny Fox looked up and glared at him with yellow eyes. "'It isn't a good morning, and I'm not feeling fine,' she snapped. "'My goodness, how you have torn your skirts!' exclaimed Bobby Coon. Old Granny Fox started to say something unpleasant. Then she changed her mind, and instead she sat down and told Bobby Coon all her troubles. As she talked, Bobby Coon kept ducking his head behind a branch of the tree to hide a smile. Finally Granny Fox noticed it. "'What do you keep ducking your head for, Bobby Coon?' she asked suspiciously. "'I'm just looking to see if I can see any feathers from that chicken,' replied Bobby Coon gravely, though his eyes were twinkling with mischief. "'Well, do you?' demanded old Granny Fox. And just then Bobby Coon did. <laughs> they were not on the ground, however, but floating in the air. Bobby Coon leaned out to see where they came from, and Granny Fox turned to look, too. What do you think they saw?' Why, sitting on a tall dead tree was Mr. Goshawk, just then swallowing the last of Granny's chicken. Thief! Thief! Robber! Robber! shrieked old Granny Fox. But Mr. Goshawk said nothing, just winked at Bobby Coon, puffed out his feathers, and settled himself for a comfortable nap. End of chapter 14 Chapter 15 Reddy Fox Has a Visitor Hardly was old Granny Fox out of sight on her way to hunt for the chicken she had left on the hill when Unc Billy Possum came strolling along the lone little path. He was humming to himself, for he had just had a good breakfast. One of the merry little breezes spied him and hurried to meet him and tell him about how Reddy Fox had been shot. Unc Billy listened, and the grin with which he greeted the merry little breeze grew into a broad smile. "'Are you all sure about that?' he asked. The merry little breeze was sure. 
Unc' Billy Possum stopped for a few minutes and considered. "'Serves that no-count Reddy Fox right,' chuckled Unc' Billy. "'He done spoil my hunting at Farmer Brown's. Here is such a fuss among the hens up there. "'Tisn't safe to go up there any more. No, sir, tisn't safe. And it won't be safe for a rat-smart while.' "'Did you say that Granny Fox is home?' The Merry Little Breeze hadn't said anything about Granny Fox, but now remembered that she had gone up the hill. "'I believe I will just tote my sympathy over to Reddy Fox,' said Unc Billy Possum, as he started in the direction of Reddy Fox's house. But he made sure that old Granny Fox was not at home before he showed himself. Reddy Fox lay on his doorstep. He was sick and sore and stiff. Indeed, he was so stiff he couldn't walk at all and he was weak, weak and hungry, dreadfully hungry. When he heard footsteps, he thought old Granny Fox was bringing him the chicken after which he had gone. He felt too ill even to turn his head. "'Did you get the chicken, Granny?' he asked weakly. No one answered. "'I say, did you get the chicken, Granny?' Reddy's voice sounded a little sharp and cross as he asked this time. Still there was no reply and Reddy began to be a little bit suspicious. He turned over and raised his head to look. Instead of old Granny Fox, there was Unc Billy Possum grinning at him. Smarty Smarty is a thief. Smarty Smarty came to grief, tried to show off just for fun, and ran too near a loaded gun. You certainly has got just what you deserve, and I'm glad of it. I'm glad of it, sir, said Unc Billy Possum severely. An angry light came into the eyes of Reddy Fox and made them an ugly yellow for just a minute, but he felt too sick to quarrel. Unc Billy Possum saw this. He saw how Reddy was really suffering, and down deep in his heart Unc Billy was truly sorry for him. But he didn't let Reddy know it. <laughs> no, indeed. He just pretended to be tickled to death to see Reddy Fox so helpless. He didn't dare stay long for fear Granny Fox would return. So, after saying a few more things to make Reddy feel uncomfortable, Unc Billy started off up the lone little path toward the green forest. Too bad, too bad, he muttered to himself. If old Granny Fox isn't smart enough to get ready enough to eat... I'll have to see what we alls can do. I certainly will. End of chapter 15 Chapter 16 Unc Billy Possum Visits the Smiling Pool Joe Otter and Billy Mink were sitting on the big rock in the Smiling Pool. Because they had nothing else to do, they were planning mischief. Jerry Muskrat was busy filling his new house with food for the winter. He was too busy to get into mischief. Suddenly Billy Mink put a finger on his lips as a warning to little Joe Otter to keep perfectly still. Billy's sharp eyes had seen something moving over in the bulrushes. Together he and little Joe Otter watched, ready to dive into the smiling pool at the first sign of danger. In a few minutes the rushes parted and a sharp little old face peered out. Little Joe Otter and Billy Mink each sighed with relief and their eyes began to dance. Hi, Unc Billy Possum! shouted Billy Mink. A grin crept over the sharp little old face peering out from the bulrushes. Hi, yourself! he shouted, for it really was Unc Billy Possum. 
"'What are you doing over here?' called Little Joe Otter. "'Just looking around,' replied Unc' Billy Possum, his eyes twinkling. "'Have you heard about Reddy Fox?' shouted Billy Mink. "'I done just come from his home,' replied Unc' Billy Possum. "'How is he?' asked Little Joe Otter. "'Poly. He surely is poly,' replied Unc' Billy Possum, shaking his head soberly. Then Unc' Billy told Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter how Reddy Fox was so stiff and sore and sick that he couldn't get anything to eat for himself, and how old Granny Fox had lost a chicken which she had caught for him. "'Serves him right!' exclaimed Billy Mink, who has never forgotten how Reddy Fox fooled him and caught the most fish once upon a time. Unc' Billy nodded his head. "'Yo all right. Yo certainly all right. Yes, sir, I reckons yo all right.' "'Was you ever hungry, Billy Mink? Real hungry?' asked Unc' Billy Possum. Billy Mink thought of the time when he went without his dinner because Mr. Night Heron had gobbled it up, when Billy had left it in a temper. He nodded his head. "'I was just a-wondering.' continued Unc Billy Possum, how it would seem to be right smart, powerful hungry, and not be able to hunt for anything to eat. For a few minutes no one said a word. Then Billy Mink stood up and stretched. Goodbye, said Billy Mink. Where are you going so suddenly? demanded Little Joe Otter. I'm going to catch a fish and take it to Reddy Fox, if you must know, snapped Billy Mink. "'Good!' cried Little Joe Otter. "'You needn't think that you can have all the fun to yourself, Billy Mink. I'm going with you.' There was a splash in the smiling pool, and Unc Billy Possum was left looking out on nothing but the smiling pool and the big rock. He smiled to himself as he turned away. "'I reckon I'll show have to do my share, too,' said he. And so it happened that when old Granny Fox finally reached home with nothing but a little wood mouse for Reddy, she found him taking a nap, his stomach as full as it could be. And just a little way off were two fishtails and the feathers of a little duck. End of chapter 16 Chapter 17 Farmer Brown's Boy is Determined Farmer Brown's boy had made up his mind. When he shut his teeth with a click and drew his lips together into a thin straight line, those who knew him were sure that Farmer Brown's boy had made up his mind. That is just what he had done now. He was cleaning his gun, and as he worked he was thinking of his pet chicken and of all the other chickens that Reddy Fox had taken. "'I'm going to get that fox if it takes all summer,' exclaimed Farmer Brown's boy. "'I ought to have gotten him the other day when I had a shot at him. Next time, well, we'll see, Mr. Fox, what will happen next time. Now someone heard Farmer Brown's boy, heard everything he said, though Farmer Brown's boy didn't know it. It was Unc Billy Possum, who was hiding in the very pile of wood on which Farmer Brown's boy was sitting. Unc Billy pricked up his ears. He didn't like the tone of voice in which Farmer Brown's boy spoke. He thought of Reddy Fox, still so stiff and sore and lame that he could hardly walk, all from the shot which Farmer Brown's boy thought had missed. "'There isn't gwine to be any next time. <laughs> no, sir, there isn't gwine to be any next time. I surely don't love Reddy Fox, but I can't nohow let him be shot again. I certainly can't,' muttered Unc' Billy Possum to himself. 
Of course, Farmer Brown's boy didn't hear him. He didn't hear him, and he didn't see him, when Unc' Billy Possum crept out of the back side of the woodpile and scurried under the henhouse. He was too intent on his plan to catch Reddy Fox. I'm just going to hunt over the green meadows and through the green forest until I get that fox, said Farmer Brown's boy, and as he said it he looked very fierce, as if he really meant it. I'm not going to have my chickens stolen any more. No siree. That fox has got a home somewhere on the green meadows or in the green forest, and I'm going to find it. Then watch out, Mr. Fox. Farmer Brown's boy whistled for Bowser the Hound and started for the green forest. Unc Billy Possum poked his sharp little old face out from under the henhouse and watched them go. Usually Unc Billy is grinning, but now there wasn't any grin, not the least sign of one. Instead, Unc Billy Possum looked worried. There goes that boy with a gun, and nobody knows what'll happen when it goes off. If he can't find Reddy Fox, just as likely as not he'll point it at somebody else just for fun. I hope he don't meet up with my old woman or any of my little pickaninnies. I'm plumb afraid of a boy with a gun, I am. Feels like he don't have any sense. I reckon I better be moving along right smart and tell my family to stay right close in the old hollow tree, muttered Unc Billy Possum, slipping out from his hiding place. Then Unc Billy began to run as fast as he could toward the green forest. End of chapter 17 Chapter 18 The Hunt for Reddy Fox Trouble, 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 I feel it in the air. Trouble, 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 it's round me everywhere. Old Granny Fox muttered this over and over as she kept walking around uneasily and sniffing the air. I don't see any trouble, and I don't feel any trouble in the air. It's all in the sore places where I was shot, said Reddy Fox, who was stretched out on the doorstep of their home. That's because you haven't got any sense. When you do get some and learn to look where you are going, you won't get shot from behind old tree trunks, and you'll be able to feel trouble when it is near, without waiting for it to show itself. Now I feel trouble. You go down into the house and stay there. Granny Fox stopped to test the air with her nose, just as she had been testing it for the last ten minutes. I don't want to go in, whined Reddy Fox. It's nice and warm out here, and I feel a lot better than when I am curled up way down there in the dark. Old Granny Fox turned, and her eyes blazed as she looked at Reddy Fox. She didn't say a word, and she didn't have to. Reddy just crawled into his house, muttering to himself. Granny stuck her head in at the door. "'Don't you come out until I come back,' she ordered. Then she added, "'Farmer Brown's boy is coming with his gun.' Reddy Fox shivered when he heard that. He didn't believe Granny Fox. He thought she was saying that just to scare him and make him stay inside. But he shivered just the same. You see, he knew now what it meant to be shot, for he was still too stiff and sore to run, all because he had gone too near Farmer Brown's boy and his gun. But old Granny Fox had not been fooling when she told Reddy Fox that Farmer Brown's boy was coming with a gun. It was true. He was coming down the lone little path, and ahead of him was trotting Bowser the Hound. How did old Granny Fox know it? She just felt it. 
She didn't hear them, she didn't see them, and she didn't smell them. She just felt that they were coming. So as soon as she saw that Reddy Fox had obeyed her, she was off like a little red flash. It won't do to let them find our home, said Granny to herself, as she disappeared in the green forest. First she hurried to a little point on the hill where she could look down the lone little path. Just as she expected, she saw Farmer Brown's boy, and ahead of him, sniffing at every bush and all along the lone little path, was Bowser the Hound. Old Granny Fox waited to see no more. She ran as fast as she could in a big circle, which brought her out on the lone little path below Farmer Brown's boy and Bowser the Hound, but where they couldn't see her, because of a turn in the lone little path. She trotted down the lone little path a very little way, and then turned into the woods and hurried back up the hill, where she sat down and waited. In a few minutes she heard Bowser's great voice. He had smelled her track in the lone little path and was following it. Old Granny Fox grinned. You see, she was planning to lead them far, far away from the home where Reddy Fox was hiding, for it would not do to have them find it. And Farmer Brown's boy also grinned as he heard the voice of Bowser the Hound. I'll hunt that fox until I get him, he said. You see, he didn't know anything about old Granny Fox. He thought Bowser was following Reddy Fox. End of chapter 18 And end of section 4 Recording by John Leader, Bloomington, Illinois